Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Just had the NBA draft this week. Kind of weird to be saying that in the fall, but nonetheless, we had it. We saw... It was it was an interesting draft. And today to discuss it, because frankly, I'm... Uh, I'm not a big enough basketball guy to take this on on my own. So I've brought not one, not two, but three other members on to discuss uh, this NBA draft and maybe look at some free agency in the season ahead. So I'll start off. We have, he made a cameo in our last podcast. That's Mr. Sam Crespi. Then um, from Arizona, we're, we're all spread across the map on this one. He's in Arizona right now. Then in Oklahoma celebrating, we, we made sure we had to wait till uh, the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game was over. Got Trent Sweeney. And then North Carolina, NC State just won two. So uh, uh, pretty happy campers over there. Uh, we have Trent Phillips. How are you guys doing? Doing good. All right. Um, I'm, I don't really have anything else more to say. Let's just hop into it. So a couple different notes that we're all going to go around and kind of discuss. Um, we'll start off with some of our favorite draft picks. Um, Sam, take it away. Um, obviously Anthony Edwards, um, he's an absolute stud. Um, James Wiseman, I don't know why everyone for some reason thought that after Edward went that they would go with anyone other than Wiseman. Wiseman's definitely the best pick after that. Um, Mobile Ball was also predictable. I think Patrick Williams was a huge surprise, obviously. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with the pick, but uh, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do in free agency. Um, what else? Uh, oh, a pick. The Knicks, you know, obviously, um, you know, Ty, Ty, my man Tyrese Halliburton was still on the board, so I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I like the OB pick, but but there was that, so that's that's how that's how the Knicks went. Um, other than that, I don't, you know, I thought it was not the strongest draft class, but. But it, it, there is, there's definitely going to be some, some good players coming out of it. Yeah, definitely definitely an odd draft class because it's weirdly... I mean, I guess we can go deeper into it. It's like, it felt like there was some depth to it, but also there was no, there was, like, there was no consensus um, all, you know, amongst the boards. So, uh, Sweeney, how about you? We got you, Sweeney? You good, Sweeney? Can hear me? My bad. I had mic problems. You're good. Hello? Hi. All right. That's all for me. I'm a Wizards fan, and I like what they did with Denny. I think Denny is going to come in and make a good projects for them, and he can make an immediate impact too with that. He can come off the bench and 
just be a ball handler with Wall, too, if Wall gets traded. I mean, I don't know if he's going to get traded or not. He wants out, but that's that's for me. And then Tyrese Maxey. I like Tyrese Maxey. I like what the 76ers did when picked him up. He can be a great backup point guard with Ben Simmons or even start with Ben Simmons because, I mean, he can go get a bucket. He can do what he does. And then for, I like my other favorite pick was Killian Hayes. I like Killian Hayes. He's a crafty point guard, and he can come in and lead the Pistons and make it his team. And then in the second round, Cassius Stanley. I like Cassius Stanley, 6'6", shot 36% from three, has like a 45-inch vertical. And he averaged 12 points a game at Duke, and he just, he's, Cal, he's from California, so I know he's going to get a bucket whenever he needs one. Yeah. Uh, how about you, uh, Trent? We got two Trents on here. Uh, Trent um, Phillips. <laughs> I I just thought this was a great draft across the board in terms of depth because you have like James Wiseman going number two. He's going to start day one at Gold State. You look down to like forty nine. You have Isaiah Joe out of Arkansas. He's a guy that could make a huge impact day one for the Sixers because they really really need to space the floor this offseason. So. I mean, there's tons of talent across the board. There's even some undrafted guys that could be really, really good in the future, like Josh Hall, um, past NC Stakem, and he ended up going to drafted. <laughs> and guys like Jay Scrum. There's just a lot of guys across the board here that are really boomer bust. Yeah. Um. So for me, and I'm going to probably harp this the entire podcast, I do not know as much basketball as the rest of these men, but... Um, two picks that stood out to me. I love the Tyrese Halliburton pick. I watched him a decent deal last year following. I saw him in, uh, the battle for Atlantis. He's just so lanky. I get it. He's not, um, he's not the most filled out guy, but he's just, he's so athletic and fun to watch. I think him in Sacramento, he can play, he's 6'5", so he can play next to De'Aaron. He can play behind De'Aaron. He's, um... I just I think he's gonna be a terrific, terrific player. And then the other one I like I like Josh Green to the Dallas Mavericks. I don't like Arizona by any means, but I think he's incredibly athletic. And although he didn't have the production at Arizona that some might have expected, considering his high regard as a prospect, I think a lot of that had to do with just kind of an abysmal and uh underperforming Arizona team. That really, I just don't think he was coached necessarily incredibly. And then you have a da- young Dallas Mavericks team. I think his athleticism coming off the bench, he can grab a bucket when he needs to. I um, I think Josh Green really fits the bill for the Mavericks. Um, those were the positives. Um, if you guys have any other things you want to add, go ahead. But I think if not, we can move on to some of our least favorite picks. I got something. And I just want to talk about the Knicks. I like that Obi Toppin pick. I don't know, Sam. I like it because he can come in and make immediate impact, and that's what the Knicks need a little bit. Because I, mean, I know they're not rebuilding, but they need someone to bring fans in, and he'll bring fans in. Yeah, I agree. I and mean, it's 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 all like he's he's for the city, hundred percent. You know, yeah. boy. But it's just the power forward situation. The true, yeah. Big man situation, like New York, and he's you know he's a box office guy. He's he can fly, but like he just I just we need we need as like a a star guard in New York. I like I we really need one, and we just have so many. I don't know what the, the we're obviously gonna do something in free agency, but we'll see. He brought in Alfred Payton. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Would have been nice to get something better than eight, that's for sure. And the, I mean, the thing is, yeah, really just looking at it from a business perspective entirely, I think Obi, it makes sense. You you guys said it. He, he's going to sell tickets. He has that whole hometown appeal. Um, it's definitely there, and I think regardless of how he turns out, it's pre- pretty consensus that he's rather ready for the pros. He's not a great defender, but he also does have the advantage of playing next to a guy like Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, if we have nothing else to add, let's talk about some of our least favorite draft picks. Uh, Sam? Ooh, least favorite. Um, least favorite, I'd say. I'm, I'm, I've always... Uh, first, first, I got to address Jalen Smith. I don't want to say... I don't want to necessarily say he's a bad pick. I it was just... That was just came as a huge, huge, huge surprise. Um, what else? I I'm I'm not a big fan of uh of a uh, Cole Cole Anthony. I I never have been. Uh, I think fifteen is way too way too low for him. Um, other than that, I don't think I don't think I have any other other terrible picks, honestly. Yeah, Sweeney? Yeah, there wasn't very many bad picks in this draft. I feel like everybody did what they did, but what I can go with, it's Kyra. Is it Kyra or Kira? Kyra. Kyra. Kyra Lewis. I mean, I love Kyra Lewis. I watched a couple of videos of his, like a couple of his games. I love him, but he's not a good fit in like in uh, New Orleans. They got Bledsoe, Lonzo. I just think there's not enough room in there for me. And they could have got Naismith too, or Neesmith, whatever his name is. If he can shoot a three, it well with uh, Zion. That's what they're trying to build around. I think, my my humble opinion, I think Cairo was the best player in the draft, no question. Um, no, no, I get, I, I, get, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, I like him. I just feel like he could have went somewhere else. That would have been better for him. Yeah, no, I got you, I got you. I mean, other than that, there really wasn't any bad picks. I mean, Peyton Pritchard in the first round was questionable. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That was a very questionable pick, especially with Tyrell Terry and Malachi Flynn still on the board. Yeah. Probably a lot better pointer than he is. And they have Carson Edwards, who I like a lot personally. Yeah. And, and Marcus Smart. And that was just questionable for me. But that, other than that, I mean, really wasn't that many bad picks. Him and Carson Edwards, those are two guys that were just walking buckets in college. I mean, Carson Edwards in some of those tournament games, ridiculous. Um, What about you, Trent? Um, One that sticks out for me is Zeke Najee at number 22 going to the Nuggets. Um, I mean, Najee's not a terrible player, but he doesn't have tons of upside. He doesn't really fit the system great. I get with Plumlee leaving, they need a backup, but you still have um, Udoko Azubuki on the board and Jade McDaniels, I just don't see the point of drafting a guy like that there with the options behind him. Because if you're going to go for the best player, then, I mean, you have Emmanuel Quickly and R.J. Hampton still there too, so it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. So for me, both of the guys that I had listed um, were already touched on, but I'll go over it. Jalen, the Jalen Smith pick just doesn't make a lot of sense to me for a couple of reasons. I think his value, I think he was just overdraft in terms of his value. And his fit with the Suns is interesting because I'm not really sure how he fits exactly with Aiton. 
because he's kind of more of a five than a four. I mean, that at least that's what I've gotten from him. And I, I don't know. It, it just seems like kind of a funky fit there at 10 and definitely not great value for the pick. And then the other guy, which, like I said, was already mentioned, Peyton Pritchard, he's a guy that I, I understand why a guy, why teams would have some form of interest in him. Seems like a high character, high basketball motor kind of guy. But he looks like the kind of person or player, I should say, he he's not he's not gonna be an NBA star like he was in college. He's a solid player, but when you have upside guys, you have the likes of Trey Jones, Malachi Flynn, Tyrell Terry. It just doesn't make sense to spend that that on Pritchard. Like I think Pritchard going in the second round is it would be really good value, and I think he can be a decent contributor off the bench. I just don't know how I feel about that at twenty six. I was expecting someone to say something about Patrick Williams at four. Well. I mean, I don't know the. Th- I, I I can't I can't really speak as much to Patrick Williams because I really didn't watch a lot of Florida State this year, but I mean I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, me me too. I didn't I I mean it was obviously a surprise hearing that kid go fourth, but I also I I didn't really watch him and he came off the bench also, which is a huge surprise. So. That that's the know. most that's all that's all what Florida State does. He's like I'm looking at him six eight two twenty five. That's all Florida State is in basketball. They just get like ten guys that are just so athletic and raw, and they just they just makes it match. And like they're they'll have their best guys coming off the bench. It's like, yeah. I mean, really one of the top underrated programs in college basketball, Florida State. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them play as March Madness this year. Yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, they have, I know uh, one of the kids decommitted in, uh, what, McGowan's, I think, ended up going to Nebraska. But, I mean, they're also, they're going to pull in a crazy draft, uh, recruiting class as well. Yeah, they, so. got a, they got a good recruiting class this year. Yeah. Uh, they got, like, Matthew Cleveland, right? That's what they got, Cleveland? Um, what? I don't know why it's not coming to me, but... No, it's Scott Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Yeah, yeah Scotty, Scotty Barnes. Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Yeah. I um, in my head, too. It's Scott something. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like there's... Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but Florida State definitely building something. Um, yeah, that's all really, I really had in terms of least favorite picks. And then from here, I really didn't have anything super strictly planned out. I was just kind of thinking weekend discuss what's been a pretty wild offseason thus far with a couple different storylines going on and some of what you guys uh, are looking forward to seeing in the future. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, uh, it's. I mean, ever since the the past couple of years, I think NBA free agency is now every, every free agency year, it's going to be, like, ridiculous, like, it's just whole franchises are just changing like at this point it's absurd but i mean some of the some of the the i think the the positives um teams that have made positive impact i mean the suns i think they're definitely they've 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 come out on top of a lot of these um the trailblazers i like i they've made a lot of good moves um those are two. I mean, and they're fighting. They're two important teams. They're both fighting for that that seven and eight, probably honestly maybe just eight spot in the West. Um, but yeah, that for me, those are the two teams that I really made big moves. Yeah, Sweeney. 
Yeah, I mean, I I just lost to the Sixers in 2K. <laughs> <laughs> and they signed Dwight Howard, which is going to be good for Joel Embiid. Gets Joel Embiid to rest. I just like what they're doing over there. And then I like the Chris Dunn signing to Atlanta Hawks. Because he's, he's a straight defensive dude. And Trey Young don't play no defense the same as five. Plays no defense at all. <laughs> and Chris Dunn can come in and save him a little bit. Yeah. And then my Wizards bring my bring back Bertons. That's that's one of my favorite things. Yeah, you were uh so I feel like we were in a in a PlayStation party together and then I also saw you tweeting on Twitter. Yeah, I was I was going crazy about it. I mean it's a little it's a pretty, it's a big deal for him. I think it was a little, a little too much, but he's one of the best shooters in the NBA, so I can't complain that much. Yeah, they they did they did pay a lot for him to keep him. Yeah. Yeah. Do we can talk about the Gordon Hayward deal. That Oh Ow, my! That's <laughs> When he when he declined when he declined that option, I thought no chance. I thought I thought the only the only team that would offer him thirty mil again would be the New York Knicks, and someone else did it. That's what I was reading. I'm I'm happy with uh, Rose. He, he seems it sounded like he was really staunch in those efforts. Not a yeah. That's what I mean. The the Knicks always make a couple low tier moves, but then they pay some some guy way too much money. They haven't really done that this off season yet. No, not yet. They haven't had a yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not a, not Julius yet. Randall yet. Yeah, not a Julius <laughs> Randall yet. You got Larkin since then, Roland. Yeah. Someone did. Yeah, it's all. I mean, that's. What I think. I think in my laundry pile right there, I have my Knicks jersey. It's Porzingis jersey that I like. I taped it up. So then with the six, I put like uh, an eight point nine, and then the back says cap space. Because I mean, look, they're just it, it, they're just gonna keep saving the money for f- to be able to get two uh, supermax deals, and it's just never gonna happen. Yeah, it, no one wants to go, and then they're just gonna overpay someone just to get them there. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Hawks also bring bring Rondo too, so I think that I like that too. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was big. I can't believe how many nice people. for Trey Young. I, I feel like they overpaid a little bit, but it's good for Trey Young's development. Oh yeah, and then, then they're, they're up top for they got Gallinari, and then I'm hearing Bogdanovich may go there too. They're frontrunners for him. They're making a lot of moves this offseason. Did you see so, their new jerseys? No, I did not. They are no. sick. Been paying attention to jerseys much. No, I, I mean, oh wait, I guess wait. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, re- I guess they revealed them last. They revealed them in July, but I saw them today. From what they're gonna start wearing, they're sick. They're like, um, I guess none of you guys watch hockey, but they're like, they're like Calgary uh, Flames jerseys. They're so cool. Watch my man Charlie from Oklahoma. Yep. That's what I remember. Uh, I remember just beefing with people saying Colin Sexton was better than Trey Young in college. <laughs> his, his hair game's a lot stronger, I can tell you that. That's about it. That, that's true. He got his money up. He got, yeah, for real. Um, sorry, Trent, I feel like we kind of left you out of this. Uh, any, uh, were there any other specific moves that made you uh, think? Um, uh, I thought the Hornets entire offseason, although, of course, the Gordon Hayward deal... <laughs> Way too much money. I I think they really could propel themselves to contending for 
an eighth or seventh seed in the West for sure. I mean, you had LaMelo Ball with all those young guards already. Vernon Carey is a pretty good pick in the second round just for immediate impact. Uh, I think that they can at least fight for a playoff spot after everything they've done. Yeah. I mean, that's weird. Okay, and, and then Sam, you're here, so you're a Knicks guy. We were having this conversation earlier because someone said, referring to LaMelo Ball as Mello. He's LaMelo. Carmelo Anthony is Mello, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 like when people like I Yankees fans call Miguel Andujar and Miggy. No, Miguel Cabrera is Miggy. Like the the disrespect. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page because that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, no. Carmelo is mellow. Lamelo is Lamelo. Until if 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 he actually carves out a good career, sure. But until then. Oh, even if he carves out a good career, Melo's still Carmelo and yeah. That's what I was actually surprised he went back to Portland because they were adding a bunch of guys. I honestly, I heard a lot of rumors that he might be going back to the Knicks. Didn't materialize, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. Who wants, who wants to go back to the Knicks, though? Yeah, yeah that's what. Yeah, that's <laughs> Poverty franchise. That's what, honestly, I follow, like, I follow so many Knicks accounts, and, like, all of them were kind of in agreement that, yeah, it'd be cool if he was back. But I think really all of everyone knew that like they want him to win a ring, so they want him to go somewhere where he can yeah. actually compete. You know, I'm not saying the Knicks aren't. I'm not saying the Knicks aren't winning a championship this year. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, uh, you know, probably should be. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that's what I feel like for almost all my teams. Now the Padres are like good, kind of, but usually the off season's like the best time of the year for most of my teams. That's what I mean. Honestly, that's why I have to have you guys on this podcast. Why I can't do this alone because all of my basketball motivation has just been drained out because the Knicks don't do anything. It's just consistent garbage year after year. Well, like the thing is, for for even the NFL, like the Jets can keep sucking, but at least I have like fantasy football and just like I don't know. I guess I enjoy watching football just in general more. The NBA, when the Knicks are just so bad, I can't like I just can't get myself into watching it really. Like it's it's. I mean, I mean, I'm a baseball fan, but Wednesday night games. Yeah. No one's gonna tune into a Wednesday night game. Especially with football still going on in half the season. Yeah. Yeah, with football, it's no question. Oh, yeah, football. yeah. Like Thursday night, even Sunday games, football going on. Yeah. Just, uh, it's not possible. Yeah. Portland's building a squad. They were talking about Carmelo Arena. I like the Robert Covington. I like the Robert Covington going there. Yeah, they've, they've, made, they've made some they've made some great moves this this offseason. It'll be exciting to see what they do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm 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 just gonna put this out here. What what's happening in Houston? Explain to me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> too much drama. Yeah. Too many. Too many. Too much subtweeting. Too many cryptic Instagram stories. And <laughs> who knows? I feel like I feel like Houston. I mean Houston. I I think they still think. I don't know. Who knows what they have in mind? Maybe they still think that if they make the right moves, at least Harden would would maybe want to stay. But at this point, you got to think that you just need to go to the future completely. Yeah, I saw something where they're throwing everything in to trade Harden. I mean, they're trying to trade Harden. Yeah. And then they bring in Christian Wood the next day. 
Yeah, I am. Yeah. The Christian Wood thing can go. It's a great way. deal, too. Yeah. I got the Christian Wood. They brought Christian Wood on a great deal. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just. It's crazy. I feel like the Rockets. Every offseason, it's something like they've just gone back and forth. They've consistently had Harden, but you have they go from the whole CP3 thing. Now they have Russ. Now Harden wants out. Maybe it's just the fact that they really just haven't done anything significant in the postseason is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I've been saying it. I haven't. I mean, I'm not a. I don't think Harden is gonna is a championship. Like, I don't think he's a championship player. I don't think he's going to lead a team to a championship. And I've been hating on the Rockets and Harden for years. But at this point, I think it's pretty pretty evident to everyone that that type of basketball, especially the way they went with small ball this past postseason, like, that's just not that's not winning basketball, what they had going on, especially with Russell Westbrook and Harden. Yeah, I mean, that's just – it's such a weird combo of him and – him and Harden, or him and uh, Westbrook, sorry. They're just both so ball-dominant and yeah, just seem to have yeah. such big egos. Yeah. All the rumors came out about him going to the Nets. Yeah. That's not going to work. I don't, I don't think that's going to work. I, I, yeah, I mean, everyone was saying how scary it would be. I agree. I don't think that that's... Um, you can't have those th- all three of those dudes. I mean, I, I don't even know how much Kyrie and KD is gonna is going to work. Yeah. Did you try to throw Harden in there? That ain't gonna work at all. No. Too much ball dominance. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. We, I guess, sweetie, we never actually got deep into it, but Western Conference, it's always stacked, and this year specifically, going into it, there, there are gonna be some. At least, obviously, off season teams are always gonna look a little bit better. But I didn't um, get that. Oh, could you? My phone's going crazy. Um, I, uh, th- you know, they're going to have to be teams that miss the playoffs in the West. You have the, likes. look, you have the La- Lakers, Clippers, Nugs, Rockets. We don't know what the Rockets are going to look like. Um, you have a team like Phoenix that's moving up. Um, there's, there's a lot going on. You have you, Golden State was awful this year. Uh, Clay's not going to be back, but there, there's a lot going on in the West. Um, who are some teams you guys think? Um, or I guess just who do you think's in? Who do you think's out at this point? What who what are we thinking for the Western Conference picture? For me, I think there's about four obvious teams I'll make it, and then the rest are just a throw up. I think those teams are Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and I want to say and the Mavericks. I know I didn't have the Warriors, but I think Clay going down is going to hurt him a lot. And I don't think Kurt. I mean, I love Kurt, but. I just think he's very injury prone now. I don't think he's gonna get it done. I, honestly, I mean, they may be able to sneak in. I don't think they're gonna be like a one C, two C issue. Yeah. What's really weird is that, like, over the last couple of years, that the Spurs, like, the Spurs forever were just penciled in as a team, whether it be one or whether it be eight. Spurs were always there. It's kind of crazy how that's, you know. Clearly a thing of the past, but um, Trump, what are you thinking for the Western Conference? Um, those five you talked about, those are for sure villains I think we can agree on. Um, for me from there, I'm looking at teams like Portland and Utah. I, I think Utah is more of a six seed than Portland is. 
And at that point, I, I think the Memphis Grizzlies are a team that people need to like really look out for. I think with the Jaron Jackson injury last season, it really derailed them at the end of any shot they would have had. So at that point, I think it's going to come down to Memphis, Portland, and Phoenix for those last two seeds. You don't have no hope in the Pelicans? Uh, I just don't see the Pelicans making it that far. <laughs> Yeah, I'd uh, I'd have to agree with with Trent on those, those those. I think those three teams are definitely going to be uh, be battling it out. I for sure see Utah as 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 a lock for one of those late spots, and I just I I almost want to say Portland just because of just because of Dame. I, I love Dame, and we we all know that that he's really he's about his business, but. Uh, We'll see how we'll see how that new team is, but yeah, I think those three teams are uh, are going to be fighting it out. Yeah, what I put on my notes for discussing, there's a lot going on in Milwaukee right now. You obviously have there were one seed with a disappointing finish in the postseason, and then this off season. I mean, there's always all day, every day. There are people saying, you know, talking about Giannis back and forth, whatever. They go through. They try to do this sign and trade with Sacramento, and it falls through. And then I don't know. They're talking about tampering. It's it's just been a weird off season for Milwaukee. What do you guys make of the Bucks going forward? I mean, I I love the Drew Holiday trade. I can say that. I think they may have overpaid a little bit, but I still love the Drew Holiday trade. I mean, they brought in Bobby Portis. I mean, I don't know how much he's going to do, but, I mean, it's, it's now or, it's now or never for the Bucks. You got to try to get Giannis to stay, Giannis to stay, and if you don't get Giannis to stay, it's, it's not looking good over there. Yeah, well, they signed Nick, Nick's legend, uh, Nick's legend, Nick's legend, Bobby Portis. That's a, that's a, that's a game changer. I mean... If you need a power forward, they probably played for the Knicks. That that's for sure. Um, that's true. What are you thinking for the Bucks, Sam? Um, like like you said, it's now or never. Um, they literally traded away their entire future already, almost. Um, with giving away all these picks and acquiring Drew Holiday, and it's I mean obviously that that whole Bogdan thing was. Who knows what I what that was, but yeah, it's it's now or never for them, and they, I, I hate to say it, but I I do want to see Giannis leave. I don't think, <laughs> I I don't think Milwaukee's it, but it, if they could get a if they can if they could get a third piece in there with him and Drew or fourth, I guess, and Chris, um, I think. I'd like to see them make a run for it if they can. I know that uh, Trent and Trent, I think we both know someone, I think he's currently in Indianapolis that won't be happy with this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, let's see. I was actually, I was thinking of this because I was texting um, Jake, Jake's dad about um, what he thought of the Bucks free agency. And I'll, I'll just quote him. Typical Bucks who seem to blank things up. Uh, how can they let uh, Bogdan go like that? That said, Holiday is a nice upgrade, and Portis and uh, Augustine are fine additions, but without 
<laughs> but without uh, Bogdan, they don't win a championship. And then he also added signing Bledsoe for 70 mil versus Brogdon was a huge mistake. And then they cut Christian Wood last year and got nothing for him. Huge blunders that if they kept those two guys, they wouldn't have had to gut the roster. He went awful. He was not. I I was just, I was saying happy birthday. We got into a Bucks conversation, turned fast. Uh, If you're listening, Dave, if you're listening, Dave, happy birthday. I think losing Brogdon was something that's going to haunt them in the future for sure. Um, they're not going to get that kind of versatile guard like like that in the near future at all because I think they were really trying to fill that void with um, Holiday. And I, and I really like Drew Holiday, but I just don't think he's going to be all that at his age that they need to take that next step. It's going to take a second guy to go along with him for sure. Yeah, I know this is kind of off topic in terms of like uh, looking at their future and how they play, but like when you look at this team based on like their college output, when you have a team that has Pat Connaughton, Dante DiVincenzo, you have Frank Mason, and then you have even like you even throw in DJ Wilson in that mix, that's an elite college basketball team. That's uh, like I mean. The man Frank Mason was so good at Kansas. Yeah. Um, they're just they're 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 a very odd team in an odd situation. That's what for a place like Milwaukee, just in general in all of sports, it's hard to navigate budget wise because it like you're not you're not a big you're obviously not a big market, but you're also not like a tiny like Tampa kind of market. So it's just it's really you got you gotta make very, um, I want to, like, frugal, certain frugal moves to be able to pay guys like Giannis all that money, so. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think. I'm probably not the person to entirely start some of these storylines. Do you guys have anything specifically that I haven't hit on? Um, let me see. Anything as of recently today that has happened? I don't think so. I mean, y'all well wanting out of Washington. Yeah. Um, that, that was that was <laughs> to me. Makes me very sad. What do you th- what What do you think happens there, Sweeney? I think Bradley Bill convinces him to stay. <laughs> I mean, my honest opinion. I mean, I have, we haven't seen him play in two years. Yeah, that's so, a big. I mean, that's he, a big he's just been throwing up uh, gang signs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what his trade value. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a big question mark is is his value. Yeah. Um While we're on it then I guess I mean I I'll probably have you guys on for a separate episode as well, but considering that college basketball is really gonna get kicked off on Wednesday, um, or at least this week. Uh, what are we looking at this year? I know I'm I'm super high on my Sun Devils. Um, what 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 are you guys thinking? Gonzaga versus Kansas on Wednesday. That is going to be probably the biggest non-conference game all year. I personally, I think the winner of that game. You can't look at that entirely of the future, but I think those, in my opinion, have those two teams have the best shots at making the natty. So I think whoever wins that could really be looking ahead at a national championship. 
I'm super, I mean, like, I, I already said this. I'm super excited to watch Arizona State and our guards go up against that Baylor defense. I don't, I, I don't think it ends super well, but it's going to be, it's going to be an entertaining game. You got, so you got a fun ASU team that can shoot the ball, and it's a more of a small team versus a physical Baylor team that's just elite, elite defensively. Um, so that that'll be fun to see. I'm so excited for college basketball to be back. Me too. Um, I'm, I'm excited to watch Houston play this year. Cause I'm, I'm probably gonna go watch them in person because I'm a Tulsa guy, and they play Tulsa. And if they play them here, I'm gonna have to go watch that game because I know their guards are. Something different this year. What do they have going on to guard? Uh, they have Quentin Grimes from uh, Kansas, Kansas transfer. Oh, uh, that kid's yeah. great. Yeah, and they have a couple other kids. The names on the top of my head right now. I just know their guards are nice. I just know Quentin Grimes on the top of my head. Sam, you're a you're a. I mean, obviously you're an Arizona guy now, but you you're you're somewhat a Duke guy too, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been uh. Since I got to school these past three years, I, I haven't let myself. I, I've been an Arizona fan more than a Duke fan, but I've still I've still kept up a little bit. Yeah, I got you. All right, then actually, I mean, I might as well ask you, what, uh, outside of the incoming probably death penalty or whatever happens to the program, what are you looking for Arizona-wise this year? Um, you know, similar to to a couple of years ago when we got hit with the allegations uh we don't have the you know the usual strong sean miller class as, as we usually do we have we went with a lot of uh you know not so great foreign kids um we got T- dalen terry i like him a lot um but other than that not it's not looking like Arizona's best year. I'll say that. Tell me, Sean Miller, polarizing. I think is a is a great word that encapsulates him. What do you think about Sean Miller? Um, I mean, he is he's you know his reputation. He's one of the best recruiters in all of college basketball. Basketball gets always even not necessarily with a the most the best performance in the tournament every year the the, the guy gets five star recruit after five star recruit every single year um so there's something to be said for that but as far as x's and o's go and as an in-game coach i i'm not sold on him as in my short time as arizona fan I just I I don't know. You're it, it definitely holds merit the way that he's able to recruit, whether that be you know with a hundred thousand dollars to DeAndre Ayton or not. Um, <laughs> you can't you can't understate the talent that they've brought into Tucson. But ultimately, for all that talent, it feels like it's been a consistent letdown, and exactly. that goes back to his ultimate coaching. It's not. I I mean he look again. You can't. You got to realize how great of a recruiter he's been. But when you're not winning, and or at least winning enough compared to the talent, it's hard to keep, you know, justifying having him come back and back and back. Especially when it sounds like they definitely haven't, haven't been running a clean program. And it's like, yeah. if you're not going to run a clean program, you better win. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally agree. And there's definitely something to be said for him being one of the best recruiters in college basketball, if not like the best, and still not able to produce year after year. It's a simple. It's like um. It's almost like Georgia and football. It's never a talent thing. They just don't get it done. Exactly. Um. So it's speaking, George. I mean, J T. Daniels was phenomenal. I guess I'm looking at my TV. It looks like Michigan pulled it out over Rutgers in double overtime. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> that would uh. See, like I'm not even that massive of a Michigan fan, but like, I don't know. It's. That's ridiculous. That's what I mean. Penn State too. Penn State oh might not God. get a win, but uh, basketball is Trent. You're an NC State guy, right? Yeah. What are, what, what are we thinking for the Wolfpack this year? Um, it's gonna be a really, really, really experienced team right now. Um, it really hurts not getting this from Josh Hall because that's a spot we're gonna need a lot. But uh, I think NC State's gonna be about it out for the fourth or fifth best team the ACC record-wise at the end of the season because we have um, some great scorers like coming back like Devin Daniels and DJ Funderburg and Manny Bates who is coming off freshman season where he led the ACC in blocks per game averaging about like 3.2. Wow. Got you. On, okay. I'm tr- I'm, I'm, I've really been trying to stretch this, but I think really we're, we've kind of hit on everything because we're mainly in agreement, which usually agreement kind of makes this a lot faster, which that's all right. But um, let's see. I'll, I'll, last question we'll go with college basketball-wise. Give me, a, g- give, me, give me your final four and your championship winners, Sam. Final four. Um... I'd I I think championship winner. I gotta I gotta go with Villanova. I I think they could I think they could go again. Um. Final four. Uh, I I don't I I don't know enough about about the each about the recruiting class this year. If I'm being honest. Um, to do a Final Four, I could. Ju- I just got Duke and Villanova as as my two. That's fair enough for me, Sweeney. Uh, for me, I'm really high on Iowa this year. They have Luke Garza coming back, big man. Uh-huh. That's gonna be very hard to guard because big. I mean, there's nothing else about that. They, they got a pretty experienced team coming back too, so I really, really high on them this year. I think, I think Kentucky has a, had a very good recruiting class with Brandon Boston and Terrence Clark, who came in, and they're going to make an immediate impact there. And they also have Obi Toppin's brother. So that makes you guys happy from New York. <laughs> but uh, and then the, I, other than that, I mean Villanova, they're always up there. They're always going to make a way there. Somehow, some way, and then probably Gonzaga. I mean, they're they're always there too. They're gonna make their way there. Who you got? Who you got taking the national championship? I think it'll be. I honestly think Iowa's gonna take it all this year. Got you. Respect. I mean, they got quite a guy there in Luca Garza. Um, Trent. Um, I got Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, and. University of Tennessee. 
is my final four. And I think it's going to come down to Gonzaga and Baylor, and I think Gonzaga's going to win the Natty. So, I got... I honestly, uh, you got I, I you gotta have Baylor and Villanova in there. I think those two, it's kind of hard to exclude as of now. I don't want to go cliche and throwing Gonzaga, but I will. So I have those three, and then I think my fourth were me, Trent, and Trent. We're all gonna have a different Big Ten team in there because I really like Wisconsin. I think. They were playing really good basketball by the end of last year. They have some talent. They have Demetri Trice, uh, Micah Potter. They're one of those teams that I don't. I think they might not dominate in the regular season, but I get the vibe of kind of a magical Final Four run. But ultimately, defense wins championships. I don't care the sport. It stays applicable. So I'm going to take Baylor to win it all. I see. It's, it, I'm, just, I'm just excited for it to be back. It feels like some form of a different holiday every time we get sports back. Even even though it's going to be weird, like I'm watching a Duke game without like a sellout crowd at camp at uh um at Cameron. Sorry, I don't I just lost my train of thought. Uh even without a sold out crowd at Cameron. It's just it's going to be so nice to have it back. And I feel I it, I just feel so excited for you know in terms of watching student athletes get back at it cuz most of these guys you know, they're lucky enough to be back and actually playing, but the way that it just went on halt, it just really sucked. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely going to be exciting getting that. Uh, it, it is going to, I feel like college basketball, obviously along with college football, college basketball is going to be the weirdest to see uh, to see an empty an empty stadium for sure. Yeah, and then they got that, uh, or, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, the whole idea of having the tournament at ju- in just like Indianapolis. Oh yeah, that's that's a game changer too. I'm very interested to hear the logistics of that. Yeah, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of different different people from different areas and yeah. See, that's what I would have thought. I mean, obviously, I'm not the one in charge of this, this, and they'll probably come up with a good idea. What I would think is you'd have four different spots for each region. That way, uh, it's a lot more sustainable in terms of um, having a decent amount of teams at each spot, like it's manageable, and then just have one Final Four location. But I I really don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. The NBA bubble is one thing, but this... This is a this is something else. Did they talk about that at all? What'd you say? I said, did they talk about letting fans in? Um, I don't know. Because without fans, March Madness is just gonna, gonna be different. That's yeah. What I, yeah. I mean, that's what I remember. Like a couple days, and they said March Madness was gonna be played without fans, and then like. Very, very soon after, like, I, I was on my phone in uh, bio, and I got the notification that it was just canceled entirely. That that day where everything was getting canceled and, like, when that NBA game was canceled because of Rudy Gobert, that just, oh like, that God. just felt like the world was falling yeah. down. Yeah, the microphone touches is really what set the world off. Yeah, that was bad. But, I mean, I, I don't want to stretch this any longer when it seems like we're all... Kind of in agreement on all of this. So if you guys have anything to add, go ahead. Yeah, I got I got nothing. 
Sweeney? Tulsa basketball is going to win the American this year. Tulsa basketball is winning the American? <laughs> For what, sure. What about Tulsa football after that Thursday night oh, thriller? Tulsa football. Uh, they play Cincinnati. Uh, I think it's December 12th. It's going to be a great game. Dog, uh, Kane's by Honda. Yes, sir. Uh, Trent, how about you? I know you're still, you're probably still incredibly happy after that NC State win. Uh, yeah, go pack. We extinguish the flame. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't have much more to add today. Thank you guys for joining me. Definitely, I've said it, I've said it numerous times. Couldn't really talk about basketball without some knowledgeable people to talk. Um, as always, check out the blog, the blog. Might depending on how I'm feeling this week. We got. Uh, I have a break. Maybe I'll type this out into an article form. If not, just enjoy the rest of the blog. Then the Instagram to follow up with all the new podcasts and blog posts. That's at the dot redshirt. Um, Twitter at the redshirt blog. Maybe if people follow me, I'll actually be incentivized to tweet some of it. Um, do you have? Any, I, I always I always block out some time. Dan, you guys have any shameless plugs? good <laughs> incredible yeah that's good to hear i mean i feel like on everything if i ever do anything i'm always plugging my things and then i feel bad because like i don't know it, it, feel, it feels a bit off but um that'll just about do it for this episode of the red shirt podcast thank you guys for tuning in